Hello and welcome to episode 262 of the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Sutherland, and welcome to 2022. Joining me today, returning for his eighth appearance on the show, it's Smithy. Hello. How smooth is that? <laughs> I can't hear that. <laughs> and uh, returning for his 129th appearance on the show, Magic Mike Christie. Has there really been 129? I fucking counted yesterday when I was waiting for the pass of the boil. <laughs> I had to do someone. <laughs> I thought if I'm giving Gary his dues, we're like, okay, one, two, right, all right. He done that one, that one, and I right enough. So this that's, is that's almost a half halfway mark. Yeah, why two six two? And there'll be yeah, because that's I've I've kind of been around. So I'll talk to any cunt that'll listen. So there's there's a lot with Andy, and then there's a lot with Tom, Ken, and then I eventually you showed up and never left. Aye. <laughs> it was only like a one-time deal as well, was it not? Oh, I think we brought you in for like Terminator 2 and, man, what was it? From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then was, Andy was like, I just fucking tag him in, I'm out. I'm like, okay, fair dues. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we have to shout out the Duke. He is number one. <laughs> yes, the Village of the Dam director. John Carpenter <laughs> turns 74 today. And I seen a tweet from him this morning when I woke up. And from the looks of it, he's just having a hell of a time like introducing Halo. cunts. Aye, introducing cunts to his energy sword on Halo Infinite. Yeah, just I've seen that. Random as fuck. You're just thinking. Can you just assume these are like 74 year old? Like, and they're known Halo, surely. But no, he's saying it's the best fucking game of the series. Fucking all power to him. I'll, I fucking hope to be like that in my 70s, going, ah, I'm still just smashing cunts at Halo. Fucking right. With arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's do a wee warm up with the quiz. Sainsbury's had another movie challenge 10 at a reduced price, and I bought it. So, I, 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 I constantly question myself, like, will this work? There's three of us going to ask questions, and I guess. Maybe it's just elimination. You get one wrong and you're out. But we're fucking three cunts that all love films and talk about films. This might not end. This might just keep going around and around. But I know the last set were like, we actually had like duplicates in the the back. Ah, and kept asking the same fucking questions. I've grabbed the pile of whose line is it anyway. Uh, Maybe we'll just start with like you two going between. And then then when it's down to one, I'll hand the pack over to the person that lost and then just go between... And then we have a winner. Alright. Alright. Cool. Right. I've... So we've got whose line is it anyway? And trivia. Who wants what? Um, I'll go for whose line is it anyway. This one's actually oh, this this is bad. Um Why is the rum always gone? I think I have to say who said it. Yeah, I had the film. Alright, um Captain Jack Sparrow and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Do I have to be more specific? It has to be specific. Um, fuck, was it called again? Is it The Curse of the Black Pearl? No. I can't believe what the rest of them are called. Um, it's it's one, it's the second one. Fuck. What man's chest? Dead man's chest. That's it. I thought it might have been that bad, but they kid. I just thought that was really mean. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have got that. I would never have got that. Exactly. I mean, right. 
Okay, right. Captain Jack, up. perfect. Nah, which one in the series? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, if anyone's wondering... Okay, there's a helicopter outside. Um, but it's three the people podcasting and only two microphones. So there's got to be some uh, pass around. So we're not always going to be on mic. I apologise. Right, Mike. Uh, whose line is it anyway or trivia? Uh, I'll go with trivia. Right. Start off easy. All right. Uh, name the star of Jurassic Park and Little Women who won her first Academy Award in 2020 for her supporting role in Marriage Story. Oh, it's fucking, what's her name? Mm-hmm. She was an absolute cunt. <laughs> in which, what? Jurassic I've Park? I've never seen Little Women, so. No. But she was an absolute cunt in Marriage Story. Uh, oh, fucking Laura Dern, Bruce Dern's lassie. Yes. Okay. Smithy, which pile? Uh, I'll go for whose line was it? Was it? Yeah. Whose line was it? Uh, I was going to say whose line was it anyway, but that's something else. I was saying that anyway. But... <laughs> yeah, I've got to say. Okay. There's no crying in baseball. Shit. It's Tom Hanks, is it no? And um, League, of, League of Their Own. But I have no idea what the, what his name is in it. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Baseball. McGee. <laughs> Close. Jimmy Duggan. Oh, there's. Really? <laughs> <laughs> all right these are hard i've underestimated these mm. all right um i guess i'll hand over to you this will probably be the quickest way to eliminate us by going with these cards all right so um should probably ask me one yeah, rather right. than you get eliminated and i win by doing oh, fuck oh, all uh, yeah. <laughs> all right smithy you ask me a question right. so mm. what do you what do you want you want trivia or who's lying right yeah. may the odds ever be in your favor Getting choked up. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I get right teary of it. I'm gonna... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get right teary. I'm hungry. That's what I went. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Do you want a different one? <laughs> no, no, I'll still fuck it up. I'll still fuck it up. Only know one person in that film. <laughs> Finish the line. Oh, that it? That's it. May the odds ever be in your favour. Jesus Christ. Um, right. <laughs> I'm guessing the Hunger Games. But um, I only know Katniss Everdeen and Woody Harrelson. But I'm pretty sure he's not called Woody Harrelson. No. And I don't even think it's him that's saying that either. Okay. It is F.A. Trinket from, uh, surprisingly enough, the Hunger Games. F.A. Trinket. Of course that's their fucking yeah, name. Aye. That's a young adult. So, it's a normal name. No, well, Mike's won. <laughs> Might not bring this back. <laughs> okay, so our films of 2021. We've chosen four films each to decide the best films that we've seen from the year 2021. So, I've better go order. I'm going to hand the microphone back to Gary. Hello. Um, so, will I do it in order of release? Or does it really matter? Or? Just whatever order you're... Happy to get them out on. Well, the first one I've seen um, that I really liked this year was um, Boss Level. Yes. Um, I don't know if anybody else seen that or no. It was basically like um, Groundhog Day meets Deadpool, as one of my mates described it. Mm. Um, just, I'm assuming Deadpool is just by the over-the-top violence. But I, I thought it was it was the sort of violence that I... Like, it was almost comic book violence. 
Aye. Like, like um, Desperado or something like that. Cause it's just right. totally at the top. Um, and it's got Frank uh, Grillo on it. Yes. And Mel Gibson, who sh- should be in there. Oh, I forgot about Mel. Um, aye, I just I thought it was a really fun film. Um, didn't they take itself too seriously? Mm-hmm. Both of us had sort of moments in it of like, oh. <laughs> but overall, aye. it was just a fun, over-the-top action film. Um, just the violence was, like I say, it's cartoon over the top stuff and I just I love that shit yeah because that's it. the first half hour is just Frank getting his totties like all directions Aye. explaining I'm living the same day over and over now I'm get hit by a car or head chopped off or and Aye. it's just like it's kind of just the shots of his body just being launched across the fucking street and hitting the ground and like <gasps> and it cuts back to him in his bed and his day starting to normal it's like oh. and he just he's got to the point where he just it's exactly the same every day. So he's at the point where he just doesn't even care. He just sort of tilts his head when he can. Someone's got hat on and shit Aye. like that. And some of the the the, um, the assassins were funny as fuck, eh? Aye. And there was the last of the sword. I can't what she said every time she killed. She said her name or something. I can't remember what it was. I was rewatching this last night. It was a name like Guan Yin or something. Aye. And it was like Guan Yin has done this. Aye. Aye. Every time she kills somebody, like just there was like a wee like a wee montage thing, like her like. Disappearing and then, yeah, and then whenever so it was like him like recurring things like when he dies and stuff and like every time she was on the screen she would just be like like Guan Yin has done this and she she was wearing like a wee beret thing aye and a big fuck off samurai sword ah uh, she was good there like ah uh, she was decent like I remember I, I watched it last year I'm sure I messaged you about it and it was the fucking it was a big total ball guy and it's just the total bit where he's on but like when he gets killed in the blueberry pancakes aye that fucking ended me. So I think I think films like that you need you need some humour in that and it just it just makes it a lot more entertaining. Whereas opposed to one of the films that almost made it on my my worst list, um, I think I'm going to see what it is because it's not on my worst list. But like the Fast and the Furious films, um, I got to a point where I kind of really like some of them, but the last couple have just took themselves too serious for how ridiculous they are. Whereas a film like this, it's just fun, man. Well, that's it. I've I've not watched the last one yet, but I keep joking. So, what they're going to do next? Go to space, and somebody come back to and ah, I think they did. And they, they fucking go to space in a car. Aye, <laughs> the newest one. Designed in like a rocket as well. Or ah, it's, it's I think it's a couple of guys for Tokyo Drift, right? And they doing stuff like that. No, no, I think that might be slight spoilers, but <laughs> aye, they go to fucking space in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like really. <laughs> and it's just like I mean, I think of the. Didn't they take the films quite so seriously? I'd be more accepting of it. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I was like, this is stupid. I'd be like, oh, this is stupid. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they've teased, like, they're, okay, they've made it nine, so I feel like, right, we need to do ten, and we need to do it in two parts. I think that's right enough. That's going to be the last couple yeah. of Yeah, I was like, but what now? Like, other than you turning into fucking Transformers, what else can you do? <laughs> like, are you going to Mars next? What? I would watch a Transformers Vin Diesel fucking... Been probably just as robotic as he already fucking is, anyway. Robot family. To be honest, I would imagine, right, they're driving in the car and like it's Vendy's or they're going, oh, and Transformers, like their senses kick in and they transform and he just gets torn apart inside and they're just like <laughs> blood and bones all fucking falling out the passenger window. He's like, oh, there was a human in here. <laughs> shit. I'd watch that shit, like. <laughs> But I, I so I um, kind of went off on the rag film there. But I, um, I thought, 
I don't think it's really got much of a release out here, boss level. I never seen it anywhere or yeah, I got just like aye, it wasn't theatrical or anything. No, I don't think it got a physical release. I don't think that I've seen anyway. Which bugs the shit out of me when they do that. Yeah, um, I, I feel it might now <clears throat> because it's kind of, it's kind of got like a cult following. Like mm. it's one of these ones where it's like, ah, it kind of looks like the fifth film that Bruce Willis has released this week, and you'll think nothing of it. But then it's like, no, no, this one's actually good, and you're watching like, fuck, they're right, this is good. Uh, like, Michelle Yeoh pops up in it, and like these other and was Pat Oswald in it? There was like a boy at the bar or in the cafe or something that he talks to. Uh, I feel like there's a comedian. Yeah, Ken Jeong's in it. Can they, right, aye. For the hangover. Like the bar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Naomi Watts, too. Very oh, good actress, Ken. The, the wife? Um, yes. Aye. They've split up. Um, yeah, and it's, it's kind of like the story of like re- repairing the relationship with his kids. Aye. In amongst this Groundhog Day situation. Aye. And... So it's got that wholesomeness to it, to you, but it's just ultra violent and funny. Exactly. And, Heads aye. getting lobbed off and shit. I like. Yeah, and that's there's montages. There's a few of them, isn't there? Like uh, the one I'm, in my head is like the Michelle Yao teaching him. Is it like the style of like sword, like martial arts, mm. and it's just like him getting going there every day, trying to talk her into it, and it's no happening. Or like he comes back and he's got his own sword this time. And then he's slowly getting better, and it's it's the training montage. Aye. But it's just every day it's fucking brand new to her. But this is like this is like three weeks I've been coming here Aye. learning swords just so I could defeat Guan Yin. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those ones where it was in my top ten, but I just couldn't figure out what place for it because it was just a, a surprisingly good film. Mm. Next, well, this is in my top four, but I've no watched it. Properly, I'll explain that. Uh, right. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, um, right. Obviously, fucking huge Ghostbusters fan. Um, but when I went to see it at the cinema, uh, I had a group of like 10 teenagers being oh, no. nippy as fuck and sending each other fucking stuff on their phones, which was loud as anything. And they were just, they pretty much ruined my experience of watching it. Although I still really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. They were just being nippy as fuck. And I was so fucking angry. But I had loads of wee kids sitting around me because I really wanted to scream at them. But I was like, I'm going to look like a total dick if I start screaming at these fucking teenagers. Especially if I start swearing and there's like four-year-olds mm-hmm. sitting around me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it happens a lot. And it's always that thing where it's like, I can't be the only one that's sitting here getting annoyed by this. Surely, like... Well, I wasn't even sitting near them and it was packed. Mm-hmm. So it was like, please, please, somebody else fucking say something. Yeah. And they did, so I chucked a cup of coffee at them. I, did, I think there was much. Cold, it was cold. It was. Um, <laughs> there wasn't much left in it either, but it was the only thing around me. Um, and there was, to be fair, there was three of them in the back row of the two rows that were in. And they had premier seats. I mean, the, so the they went their way to... The parents had paid for good seats for them because they were like ah. high school fucking kids. Eh? So again, Aye. I couldn't exactly threaten them. But. Um, uh, there was three of them sitting at the back, so I just what did I, what did, what could I get? It was hot chocolate actually. It wasn't a coffee. Okay, I lie. <laughs> In my but, head um, was like, was this a, like a ceramic mug? No, no, no. it was a coffee coffee for um, okay. Costa or whatever Aye. in the cinema. But um, <laughs> it's it was reusable. Quite, it was like fuck it. My son had um, some hot chocolate. I, I think how much was in it, but I just thought right, he's no drinking that anymore. Are you done with that, pal? <laughs> Aye, bro. 
So I took it and I just fucking launched it at them. Watch this. And I was actually like, I was actually dying for one of them to say something. Because then I was like, well, that gives me an excuse. Then I could shout at them if they start first. Even ah. though I've started first. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then um, they could just kind of shut up after that. Aye. But then my son wanted me another cup. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, Dad, reload. Dad, check that. And I was like, <laughs> my wife's going like, no, leave it, leave it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's getting good. But, um, like the uh, angel and the devil on your shoulders. Aye, uh, <laughs> fucking, but aye. Uh, um, so it was kind of ruined for me, the experience, but I still really enjoyed the film. Aye. It was what I thought it was going to be. It's kind of the the first awakens of Ghostbusters. If you know what I mean? It's just got aye. loads of, loads of wee references and everything. And, mm-hmm. um, but I loved it, like, um, and I really can't wait to watch it again. Aye, it was just, I didn't want to be too spoilery about it either. Oh, aye, we could, there's going to be some films where it's hard not to spoil. Aye, there's one, um, one on my list I really do know I'm going to talk about. Yeah, so <laughs> if if our trusted listener has made it this far, I'll, I'll put timestamps in on the show post and just expect spoilers. Aye. So aye, from this point on, we're going to spoil stuff. So if we're starting to talk about a film you've not seen, look at the show notes and I'll tell you where you could skip ahead to avoid spoilers for yourself cool but aye I mean this one I'm going to say was in the trailers anyway well, it was in some of the trailers but seeing the original surviving Ghostbusters yes um, even though they're all in it a wee bit it was, it was fucking it was great um, mm. and other stuff I'd noticed for the trailer was like obviously um, uh, Gozer because you've seen, you seen there was a bit in the trailer you've seen like Gozer to tap your head Right. Coming out of this pit, and I was like, "Fucking gozers in it!" And the fucking dugs and everything. Aye. And then the dugs and that were off okay, practical effects, kind of. It was fucking it was brilliant. Yeah, you get that great shot of one of them just sitting, munching into like a big bag of dog foods. Aye. And it's just like Paul Rudd in an abandoned Walmart, and it's just like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and the, the the most questionable part, like in like the marketing campaign, was when they released that second trailer and introduced like the mini marshmallow men. Mm. Or the mini Stay Puff Mars, and it's like, oh no, they've got minions. <laughs> like the, <laughs> this, these little cunts are going to be everywhere next. And then just to see the sadistic nature of them, it's like, oh no, they're fucking setting each other on fire. Bun- they're in blenders. Like it's more like fucking gremlins. They're just fucking mauling themselves. It's like okay, that's a bit better. But just seeing them going a bit on a Roomba, fucking chasing, yeah. and it's like, oh no, this might be a bit thingy, but. It's definitely in my fucking top films for this year as well. It's just one of these ones where it's like, oh, it is kind of like fan service, but I fucking love it. I was eating it with like a spoon. Oh, totally. I'm well aware that it's total fan service. And it's, like I said, it's like The Force Awakens. It's almost the same film. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. touch notes and that and the same, exactly the same. But we had younger cast and the older cast are just yeah. kind of in the background and that. Uh, but I couldn't give a shit. I loved it. Yeah. And I'm well aware that it's just, like you say, fan service. But mm. I'm a fan and I was fucking happy. Oh, so That's it. And uh, there's two versions of like, because you got your references where you could sit and pinpoint all the like, things in the background, like costumes. And then they just open a glove box and a fucking Twinkie rolls out. Aye. It's okay. Like, it's a mixture that could be subtle and they could be like, like, like. Aye. But... Like the kids, like weren't that bad. They're tolerable. I, like Egon's granddaughter was great. Like just you could tell it was his granddaughter, and just the the ghostly interactions between her and her granddad. That was brilliant. The stuff ah, with the lamp and everything. Ah, I was, thought it was absolutely brilliant. Mm, it was just 
like how she's looking around, I wonder where it is, and the fucking lamp aggressively moves across and shines on all like the diplomas or something. It's like, okay, right, we get it. you're smart. I'm sorry Aye. for questioning you, but it's almost like the fucking magic carpet for Aladdin or something. It just had its own personality or Doctor Strange's cape. Like it's a character itself. Aye. Even though he doesn't need to be in the film, and they still fucking blow your mind at the ends when he fucking steps out and like. <laughs> Thing is, like even before the film came out, and I kind of was obvious. I think it must have said somewhere that it was uh, Egon's granddaughter. Aye. I was like, well, in a film about ghosts, yep. Uh, well, can Egon is 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 um, is dead? There's no reason he's Egon carry Egon doesn't turn up. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna make any sense. Yeah. So I kind of expected him, but by that bit when he pits his horns on the Froton Park, it was just like ah, guiding the hand. Fucking yes. Like, Somebody's cutting onions in here. What's going on? <laughs> I genuinely did think because I watched them the trailers, um, and then the, the the last one I think they've done with Bill Murray uh, Venkman's like, did you miss us? I, huh. I totally like teared up. <laughs> like, I was like, fucking yes. And I think if I wasn't so angry in the cinema at the time, <laughs> I probably would have fucking teared up a bit. But mm-hmm. I was too filled with rage. I there's um, tears of rage. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for mere hot chocolate to fucking nah. like hot. Actual hot chocolate. I want to scold fuck to this point. But, um, <laughs> like, aye. It's fucking brilliant. I know you've obviously been talking for the last few minutes about how much you've enjoyed it, but in my head, I've just had the image of hoping the hot chocolate hit the girls like a skipping stone and just hit each of them. <laughs> <laughs> just just like, like how oddly satisfying that would be. I should have took a lid off. Just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say filled it with piss, but that's going to be a bit much. Cold hot chocolates. <laughs> enough. That would definitely... Uh, Mike, you got any thoughts on Ghostbusters? Again, I was quite surprised about it because you went and seen it before me or after me? Before that, because you texted me saying it was really good and I was like, I said, well, I've avoided most of the spoilers. I think I've seen like, the teaser. I never I never watched the full one. Mm-hmm. And again, like when I began to notice it, it was almost like a like a Force Awakens scene, the version of the film. Like, I didn't fucking care. I did not care. Mm-hmm. And I like I'll can love the fact that fucking it was kind of was out of cave this time, and I, instead of fucking whatever the building it was, but I kind of wish they got Rick Moranis back just for a wee bit. I would have loved for for a Rick Moranis to turn up. I was I was very much home. Even the post credit scenes, I was like, come yeah. on, he's got to turn up. He's got to say, but nah. But then like the bit in the bit where uh, Paul Rudd and Walmart with the wee mini marshmallow man, I fucking loved that. Like Michelle got me a framed like drawn. And I'm like fucking barbecuing each other on the, <laughs> like on the fucking, what do you call it, like s'mores or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love that shit. Like, I, I, I want I want one for my house. <laughs> you know? But they're fucking ace. And again, like, the ending, like, the ending, like, kind of did catch me off guard. And I, and I was fucking giddy as fuck. I did not care. I did not fucking care. Yeah, I missed the, the end of credit scenes because I took my two boys and it was like, after like, what was that, about two hours? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, and I thought, oh, these guys want to get home. They were getting like restless, and I'm, I completely missed the after credit sequences and Sigourney Weaver. Yes, yeah. I missed the, her appearance. And so, what was what is the after credit sequences? So, I know Sigourney was testing Venkman with the cards, yes. much akin to the first film. But what was the second one? So, um, um, Winston, who's obviously a successful businessman, who I get mentions in the film. Mm. Um, he's out to lunch with Janine. Right. Um, and there's a deleted scene for Ghostbusters 1 that was put in there where Janine's going to give um, Egon a coin for the World's Fair 
for luck right. before they go and fight Goza. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can't take it. And she's like, it's all right, I've got another one at him. And like, just fucking take the piss. But she's sitting with that and they're right. sitting at lunch. And it has um, Winston goes back to the Ghostbusters HQ and kind of it looks like he's going to reopen it. Right. So that was a. It's pity me. I wouldn't mind another one, but I kind of <laughs> feel like it takes away for how special it is. Just, just, just leave it the way it is. I'm quite uh, happy with that. Um, but who knows? Money talks, eh? So. Are you buying the like the hundred and fifty like quid set that's coming? Up? I've got a pre-order, but <laughs> <laughs> like the only like, I've said them like the only thing that sold me on it is like that extended fucking preview cut uh, the original film. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what's doing it for me. And the fund made the lead scenes. Aye, there's fucking loads of shit on it, and I'm like, aye, I'm I'm getting this. And I'm, I, they care. I'm kind of like, shit, it's, it's quite dear, um, but. I'm, I'm, I'm also hanging it's my 40th birthday this year hey treat myself eh come on uh, yeah, I've also got the steelbook pre-ordered but I'll cancel that because I'm not buying I can't buy both of them uh, I'll get the shit kicked out of me if I do that um, but I have got it pre-ordered the 150 quid one because it's because it's, uh, it's coming it's in the shape of a ghost trap eh? so uh, I'm hoping it's got like wee buttons and it light, light, lights up and all that I'm just like yes it's like 8 discs or something I think uh Cause there's loads of like there's loads of fucking bonus shit in it as well as it's coming with like a fucking magazine for like the mid 80s yeah that apparently like went out of print years ago so they're like reading the other them so yeah i've got be. that i've got that pre-ordered in it i've, I've not that i've not told my wife yet but um because <laughs> i'm kind of hanging right if it comes to it i could cancel it again but i didn't want to. yeah <laughs> <laughs> does this come with like the paul feig um no, oh, oh, nah. digital, 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 digital why? To be fair, I I thought it was all right. Like I, I thought the twenty sixteen one was all right because I, I rewatched it before going to see the new one. And I mean, like I was saying, it's, it's all right. It's not great, but like I thought, Chris Hemsworth was pretty good. Mm. And because uh, he like the ditzy blonde reception. Yeah, but also it's just a front. But I mean. I thought it was like, you know, it was it was alright. It wasn't as terrible as what folk thought it was, mm. and I, and I mean I can to try to be a bit different by having it like an all female cast and all that. But I've actually never watched it. Nah, nah I've. <laughs> I've raised you that much. Uh, I mean, it's I mean to be honest, a, a female cast in the bottom in the slightest. Um, what kind of did bug me was the fact that they were remaking Ghostbusters in the first place. I didn't like mm. that, and I didn't especially at the time. I kind of felt with Paul Feig directing it, yeah. Melissa McCarthy in it, mm-hmm. and um, what's her name? Kirsten Wig. Aye. Yeah. I kind of felt like I've seen this film before. It's Bridesmaids. It's Bridesmaids, but they're mm. going to be hunting ghosts. Yeah, rather than shitting in the street. Aye. Aye. <laughs> um, so I, kinda, I think if I'd been a different director and different actors, maybe at the time I was just, uh, it bugged me that they were remaking Ghostbusters. And then that added to it, I was like, I'm not watching this. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's that's like the two routes you can go down to to remake or reboot a film. So right, you could start for scrap, then it exists before we done it, and I was gonna say a diverse cast, but for no, it wasn't four white women; it was three white women and one black woman. But then, like the way they done Afterlife, I feel was the better way to kind of reboot a franchise uh, where it's it, it's in the same universe as what's happened. Yeah, there's kind of not really any mention of like the second film mm, like not uh, even if like they're going through youtube and it's clips of the statue of liberty walking through the streets or something but 
I just Afterlife just did it so much better but it felt like it came for better roots with the director Jason Reitman being son of Ivan Reitman uh, and just thinking oh it's, it's gonna be hard not to like this film it's just I mean it's obviously it's at that time everything was getting remade mm-hmm. And it seems to be the sort of thing today now is is actually caught. I went and seen New Scream the other day, the other night. And they call it a, a requel, where it's like, it's a sequel, but they've got a new cast and all their cast are in the background, mm-hmm. which is obviously happening with loads of films at the moment. Aye, Even I, Scream, because they're kind of taking the piss out themselves, sort of thing to you. So it's just at the times of what was getting done back then, eh, and stuff getting remade all the time. Yeah. And now they're kind of like the Halloween thing. We'll ignore all the, we'll ignore everything after Halloween one and can pick up thirty years. It's thirty years later. Forty years. Forty years. Aye. Aye. Which they've done with Halloween a couple of times now, can they need to mm-hmm. fucking sort themselves out, to be honest. <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be spoilery. Um Spider Man No Way Home. Okay. Have you both seen that yet? Yeah, yeah, aye. That's find a person that hasn't, I guess. Like in in our age group, anyway. Aye. Before you start, I'll tell you, my son. I took my kids to see that. Uh, Cameron was could not wait to see it. Like he had watched Venom the night before, and he's like, Venom has to be in this movie. There's all these bad guys. Venom's got to be here. It's like, iPad. Okay, watch. And then there was like my youngest Alex, and he was like, right, snacks. So he's sitting watching it, first half hour. Eats all the snacks, goes in the half because I'm not buying them more. <laughs> Gets that angry, falls asleep. <laughs> Wakes up at the end of the film. So Spider Spider Man, no way home for him is like Pierre Parker's having trouble getting into college and then everyone forgets who he is. That's the only part he saw. <laughs> they fucking <laughs> missed all of it. Jesus. So that's that's the story to him, <laughs> as far as he knows, until it's streaming. But aye, he's had a lot of trouble getting into college. <laughs> they probably forgot who he was. That might be why he had to get into college. Spider-Man, no way to college. Well, <laughs> 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 anyway, on you go. Ah, fucking love this. This was I, I, this and Ghostbusters. I went and seen opening night. Um, same with what I done with Scream, because just to avoid spoilers, and it was packed. Like and it was fucking. I love I love the fact that like everybody knew Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were gonna be in it. But maybe no. Can the one in the aye, trailers there was, right aye, there was none there was none concrete for it, eh? Uh, it was like can uh, they're gonna be in it, they're gonna be in it. But what if they're no? Can it was just like but when they turned up, um obviously the film was great before that, but once the three of them were together, man, fucking the bit when you first seen Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, I was like, that's fucking Andrew Garfield. Just the way he was stunning that, and who's also my favourite Spider-Man, um, who obviously seems to love New after No Way Home. Um, I'm like, man, he was always the fucking best Spider-Man. He had the best suit and everything. had the best banter. But um, when I seen him, I was like, it's fucking odd. And then he came in, took his mask off. I was like, this is fucking amazing. And nothing had happened yet. <laughs> and then same with um, Tobey Maguire turning up and that. Um, and even going back, like, Doc Ock and Goblin, um, obviously being the two main villains, well, Goblin obviously the main villain, but Willem Dafoe, yeah. fucking brilliant. Especially when he turns. Mm. It's absolutely superb. It was a good scene, though. I still didn't understand why Electro different, um, why he had hair now, and all this shit. 
Aye, but even uh, when he was human, he had like a comb over and glasses and stuff. Uh, yeah. But now he's like, yeah, he's, he's, now he's like suave JB Fox. Uh, so I don't why that happened. But I even had the lizard and the Sandman and that back in it again. Can I was good seeing all that because fucking um, I think the first Amazing Spider Man is absolutely superb. But can wear lizard in it. Mm. So I just could you imagine like fucking five ten years ago if somebody told you like you got to hate all the well, no ten years ago because um, Tom Holland wasn't about yet. But say five years ago it's like mm. going to a film way. the three Spider Men in it and all the villains for the previous films and that you wouldn't fucking believe it, kid. It was just, I thought it was so well done. I just thought it was fucking great. It was fucking greeting and everything in the picture house and cheering and everything. As long as it's can, I, I, I like that shit. Like, aye, as long as it's not somebody aye, sitting talking aye, next aye. to me. But it fucking, makes for a better experience. Eh? Aye, I mean, totally. Like, when you're all like in, like, in unison, like, what's all going on? Like, um, spoilers, but uh, when, when May dies, there was like a few folk behind me greeting and that. Um, and then obviously when the other two Spider-Men turned up like cheering and everybody I was like this is fucking great like totally got me a fucking feel good mood in that no need to launch hot chocolate anyone no 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 nobody was getting scolded uh, <laughs> that night although I was prepared like I was like seriously if I have a go <laughs> and somebody's <laughs> fucking talking the night like I'm going to be raging um, but aye, it was so well done the fact that Marvel and Sony have managed to come together mm. and do this shit um and I think he's getting another trilogy. Um, ah, they've been talking about it. Eh? The fact that, like, um, like Ant-Man, I'm sure Ant-Man was out before Homecoming, and he's still only in film too. <laughs> Doctor Strange has not even got his second film out yet. Guardians are still kind of really pushed Spider-Man um, to be sort of maybe not the forefront, but definitely up there yeah. for um, the Marvel films. Like, And the fact that they've got this deal with Sony is quite... They can. It's like they know what time to run it. Yeah, it's, it's one of these things where you just wouldn't imagine that like, studios cooperating with like their IP. Aye. And I reckon if it, they all just were surprised at the, the animated film, like Into the Spider Verse, and watching that, and there's like, you watch it, like, man, what if that was like live action though? That's exact. I still, I think if it's my favourite, still maybe the new one is, but Into the Spider Verse, I absolutely love. Aye, um, and I watching that I was like, imagine if this was live action. Mm-hmm. Even though the animation in it is absolutely amazing, just uh, I was watching, I was like, imagine if it did this live action, it'd be fucking amazing. And that was it. Was one of those films where you didn't know what to expect because the trailers were so reserved, and they just gave you the shot of like Miles Morales meeting like Peter Parker or something, mm. and they're going what? And then it just comes up like November, and you're like, that looks strange. Strange that they're making a cartoon one. That's weird. They wouldn't normally do that. That would be straight to DVD. And then you watch it and like, it's a fucking emotional roller coaster. Aye. And there's just all these, the, the 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 plethora of like spider people and and then there are all this talks. Oh, aye, they're supposed to have got Tom Holland for it, but something fell through last minute. And you're like, aye, they just need to make a live action one. And I just never crossed the thought of they should bring the Spider-Man that they've already got, put them together, and you just think it never happens. The thing is, now I'm like, well, what, what, which film is the first MCU film now? Does Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man count as that now? Aye, is that like, what fucking... kind of weird canon is this? Aye. Um, so. I've read too that it's just rumours and that, but they're looking at Dane, like, Mayor, but they too. Right. But again, like I said earlier, like, I think that would take away this sort of how special it is. Aye. Kind of, you start bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield from their stuff, 
I feel that it would make No Way Home that wee bit less special, like Aye. an event sort of thing. Yeah. I think they should just leave it at that. Personally, like... Mm-hmm. That. That's with the MCU. You were thinking after like Endgame and like, like the, the achievement in that of like, right, we've done about 20 films and it all accumulated to this giant fucking two-part behemoth movie. And then after that, you're like, fuck. They're never going to reach that height again. Aye. And we're like, okay. Um, and you've got like your second Spider-Man movie, which was all right. And then like... Well, it was pandemic and all hung stop, but then it was like Black Widow. It's all right, and they're just like maybe they're not finding their footing, or they're starting to build themselves up again. And then like fucking Spider Man's like Christ, that's Aye. fucking brilliant. I agree. Like, cause I thought that I thought right after Endgame, it's like they can. It was just like, uh. uh this is the time to like right. We could just get off here. I'm like I've I've watched these films religiously. Got into here. It's finished. I could hop off the, the MCU train Aye. and just let them go on their way and hey maybe DC's got their their, their shit sorted now <laughs> and they're sitting hitting the reset button again and again going fuck come on one of these times it'll work because they're just what are they saying like they're recent they're they're forgetting about the Snyderverse now with the new films they're doing they're just like okay he's uh, done his thing let's right let's close the door on that chapter it's really choppy yeah it's like so they've had quite a lot of bites of the apple and it's never been perfect whereas it's like marvel it's just like fucking hell that like, yeah some of their films have flaws but when it's the big hits they, they they hit big and it's just like these are amazing i can't believe like these films are getting made uh, i mean a lot of folk like really didn't like the superhero oh, genre or fuck, hate, like, like, as just, said. just rubbish popcorn flicks but can what it entertains the fuck out of me aye and the marvel fatigue is real like a lot of folk have, have seen enough of it now because is it right okay go on disney plus all right there's six tv series that's been finished aye. and it's like we're getting a lot of marvel and like, do you need to be on top of it all to stay in the loop with everything that's happening like do i need to see eternals and and because that's on now, and then they're they're threatening us with like a director's cut with an extra twenty minutes on it. Like, I just watched Eternals last night, actually. Um, just got into it. Aye, it's all right. Yeah, but I do, I do, I do get that. Like, there's a lot uh, Marvel stuff. Aye, I kind of feel that with the TV shows, it's it's a lot. You could going maybe on. pick and choose, but it just like I want to miss out on someone. Someone that's got pop yeah. up in three films didn't. Aye, well, who is saying? So what you mean you never watched the fourth season of Hawkeye? Aye, can <laughs> Actually, I thought Hawkeye was really good. Yeah, I thought it was one of the better uh, TV shows. Actually, mm-hmm. I'd actually had a conversation with Paul yesterday about. Um, I feel the same about Star Wars and the It's like oh yeah, of I course. Didn't feel, it used to be an event when there was a Star Wars film coming. It was something special we look forward to. I knew it's just like. Want some Star Wars? Fucking here. He fucking loads it. Fucking <laughs> I just feel a bit like, uh Because mm. Marvel was the same mm. bit. I, um, I did feel that after Endgame and that, like, that could be the end of it because it was that big. Yeah. What to go fully that way? Can mm. I mean? But it did kind of hear a lull, but No Way Home fucking done a good job of yep. uh, picking it back up. And Doctor Strange is, I've read that's got here, like, a ridiculous amount of cameos in it, which again, I'm like, I think that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll eat Aye. it up like fuck. I guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's it. Like the good precursor to that was as well was like the One Division series, and like that was the start of the series, and it, it started really strong. And there's like, well, obviously, it pays off. I'd imagine in 
Doctor Strange, but it's it's, it's me. Nah. So like right, you've we've give you like the force fed us a lot, and now we're being left to starve for like five months. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, come on, just so give me someone to tide me over. Yeah, and as you said about Sony, like wanting to do more with the, with the other Spider Men, I feel I wouldn't mind if they gave Andrew Garfield one more because I feel like each Spider Man's had a trilogy. Like Toby might not want to kind of go back for a fourth one, but Christ, he's only had two. Like go and just let him. They teased like the Sinister Six and nothing come of it. Aye, I was so, always a bit gutted that they never finished off um, uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man story. Like, um, but aye, or even I reckon I'd seen a few things with folks' ideas, and I thought that could work. Have they done like a Spider Verse thing? But could they do that again? Can the Spider Gwen turn up? Since his Gwen died in the second one, um, I would, I would, I would watch it. There's no way I fucking wouldn't watch it. Um, I'd just be lying if I said I wouldn't. <laughs> I think, um, like, when they teased the whole like, like Black Spider Man, I thought we we're actually going to get a really like, like Rimmel Morales showing up. Yeah, and that bit, you know. But then again, like obviously, like going back to like the whole like Andrew Garfield trilogy, like ah. I like a lot of people hate the second one. I reckon why I thought it was alright. Like I thought the kind of action was decent. Fair enough. Uh, was a lot of shit going on it. I agree. Yeah, like, ah, uh, that was kind of uh, unnecessary. Ah, uh, because um, I thought like that was like the one of the big marketing points. Of the trailer was him like attacking fucking like Rhino and it, and it's like literally right at the fucking end. Did it start maybe? Was it right at the beginning? Uh, he's like, he's in the suit ah, at the he's, end. Ah, he's, he's, ah, right, right, right. he's in the Rhino suit at the end because he kind of disappears. Remember. And the wee kid goes in and tries to like and start on him, and then he appears. Okay. But uh, again, like, can, are they going to do it? I mean, I, I think the second one isn't as good as the first one by a long shot. But there was good bits in it. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't like the goblin yeah. in it, but I wasn't keen on um, the goblin in this one. Like, like um, Gwen's death and everything's fucking total brutal kind ah, of yeah, like, like, wasn't it really, you weren't really expecting it were you nah kind of it's like kind of, I think kind of it's quite a fucking huge emotional moment in that I can regardless some of the other bits in the film might be a bit gash but I still watch it like I, I still and the thing is they use it for no way home yeah like when Tom Holland's well, NJ falls and like obviously Andrew Garfield sorry fucking forget about it <laughs> and it's just that great moment where there's like five minutes and the three Spider-Men just have like a wee powwow before the bad guys show up. And it's like, oh yeah, I've been to space and fought a big purple alien. And he's like, oh yeah, well, Tommy McGuire talks about his things. And Andrew Garfield's like, man, I'm, I kind of done fuck all. I was, and it's like, no, you're amazing. And there's just all the wee hints to like their own franchises and them freaking out because Tommy McGuire somehow shoots webbing from his body. Yeah. And they're like, no, we, we make ours. Is that like, you made it? It's like, oh man, I would just watch these cunts sit and talk all afternoon. This is brilliant. Like they're sitting, sorting each other's backs. They've got their own issues. But it's just like Andrew Garfield's kind of like the hippie Spider-Man. He just he came across that way to me where he just, but he's got his own tragedy where he's kind of got the, the recurrent thoughts of like uh, Gwen Stacy's death. And then he could see it happening again in front of him. He's like, no, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to save her. And for the trailers, it gave you the impression that, well, it looks like his pal Ned's fallen as well. 
is it going to be a case of who you can only save one Spider-Man do you want your girl or do you want your best pal and it was just really well done it was almost like they got Andrew Garfield's character Spider-Man to redeem himself by saving the girl and just like even like when he caught her and he was just like they all came back to him just saying he kind of wished he'd done this the first time and it's like fucking hell yeah. I've got to explain all this to my kid. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, I thought uh, fucking Sandman was a bit kind of like in the background for a lot of it. Like he never really done much, mm-hmm. you know. But then again, he never really done much in the original trilogy either. Again, he was just. But then I like I fucking I loved J.K. Simmons and No Way Home. I thought he was fucking brilliant. He always is. Mm-hmm. That's like, I thought at first it started off where it looked like like he was like a YouTuber just sat behind like a green screen in his uh, basement like just wearing the top half of clothes and he's in his boxers and <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's when you try and think about like all the canon it gets confusing because like well technically he's for like the Maguire verse but here he is in yeah like the Tom Holland one still playing the same person but yeah but... Uh, maybe I'm overthinking it it's a yeah. film sure. There really? you go. <laughs> well, I have, I, have, I have actually overthought quite a lot of that since I've watched it. Things that, like, that doesn't make sense. Because like, Doctor Strange says that like um, he's brought through everybody who knows that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. That's right, yeah? Uh, Electro didn't nick in who he was. And he even says that in the film. Because he's like, take your mask off. He's like, oh, I thought you'd be black. Aye. So he doesn't nick in who he is. Was Venom? Like, well, Venom got pulled through. Aye. Aye. But he just spent his time at a bar with somebody to explain the universe to him, and then he. Yeah. Like, what? Aye, but somebody said to me that it says, and I can't mind, but and then let there be carnage. Apparently, symbiotes have a hive mind across the universe. Maybe just chucked in there because oh, we're going to put this bit at the end. But I, I missed, I missed that. But apparently, it doesn't get said because I was like, why the fuck's Venom there? Um, and like. Surely, like, fucking MJ should be there and shit like that. I'm sure there was Mera for it, but I was like, that doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. But apparently, um, uh, I can't remember their names, but the, um, Sandman and Lizard, they actors, weren't they actually in the film? When um, it shows you them in human form, it was scenes for Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 1, apparently I read online, which is why the Sandman's always sand. And um, lizards always obviously a lizard, but um, they must have had must have done their voice acting. But I didn't think they were actually there. Yeah. Um, but then that was like, that's going back to like Ghostbusters. Like you told me about um, Bob Gunton. Aye. Um, so obviously for for Egon, they had to have a guy on set, <laughs> and it was like the the warden for Shawshank. I read that, aye. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, well, of course, like the other three ghosts would have to have someone to, to fucking look at and talk to. And then it's like, what a fucking great guy to actually pull in, to stand in. Like, because I was listening to an interview and they were saying, well, how do you, re- like, who do you bring in to cover for the fourth Beatle? And they're just like, I had someone that looked up who the guy was and they like, oh, this guy, this is brilliant, of course. And then they just done the computer, like, wizardry and just managed to apply fucking Egon and that's it copy and paste in the movie all good but it is just a, I'm still trying to get over the fact that fucking Lizard and Sandman weren't actually in the movie and it's like 
I'm sure they got a check anyway. But that's, a, that's an easy day in office. funds in like human form at all, eh? I think when he gets injected and just like turns the back to... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like I said, that was used footage for... The first Spider-Man. amazing... Jesus. Why is Sandman? He was sand. Because he could go back to the normal in, in Spider-Man 3. Uh, but then I read that after I was like, it makes sense, saves money. Mm-hmm. Bye. It's good. It's really good. Uh, so the last one um, is Last Night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright's new film. Um, I think I'd, I'd been waiting on this for ages because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. I felt like I'd been waiting on this ah, film for it, absolutely ages. Was that, just like most films, it was pushed back a year or something? Aye. Uh, I think it was meant to come out maybe the start of 2020 or something like that, possibly. Right. It'd been a long fucking time anyway. Aye. I thought I was I don't know if any of you have seen that yet yeah Um, I thought it was fucking really good like my mm-hmm. wife didn't like it but right. I liked it Um, it just wasn't what I was expecting yeah. to a certain extent Um, I thought it was kind of obviously had like the sort of mystery element uh-huh. and I loved the 60s bits and everything and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but it kind of takes a turn towards maybe a horror um, film towards the end of it which I wasn't expecting at all like mm-hmm. And the cinematography is amazing in it. Aye. Like the f- when they kind of reveal what the concept is, like the two life thing, and it's like a dance sequence, and it's just chopping and changing from like the girl from present day and the girl from the sixties. But it's it's almost so seamless. It's all done uh, in screen too. It's no CGI that scene. Yeah. Because um, I watched a behind the scenes video of them doing it. So like, like one of them's ducking down and the other one's running and all that sort of shit. I just love it with the day stuff like that. Yeah, aye, rather than using like CGI just to wipe people out or aye. cut people in with editing. But it's the same, like even just those great shots of the girls walking down the staircase and the reflection is of like the other character. Um, was it Anna Taylor-Joy? Aye. Yeah, and I want to say it's like Thomas McKenzie, but it's... I can't mind the last yeah. name. Ah, it's a, it's the the Jew in the attic from Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> the Jew in the attic, <laughs> known for our roles as yes. <laughs> but no, like I thought it was a great film, and funnily enough, my wife was a bit iffy on it as well. She hated the main girl. It's like, oh, but, I think that was the issue with my wife too. She yeah, was, it was like she's like just it. so fucking quiet. And it's like, well, she's a fucking wee country mouse moving to the big city, of course, like. It's so what, I think Warning Tay is um, the sort of bully lassie. My yeah. wife wasn't happy that nothing happened to her. Ah, but right. I was like, well, she didn't date. She was a bit an arsehole, but she didn't really dating that wrong. If you keep what I mean, it wasn't like she fucking. Daddy can fucking. Something really bad. Was like she was a dick. The end of Carrie or something. Fucking poured blood over her. And, Aye. But, but I love the music, the cinematography, and everything. Um, mm. That era is just really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I didn't see a lot of the twists coming. Like, the film managed to surprise me on a few occasions. Like, how... What is his name? The Doctor Who... Matt... Matt Smith? Matt Smith. Yeah. Like, just the changes in his character. Whereas, like, oh, well, this guy. And then there's an old boy for the future. And you're thinking, ah, that's fucking him. And I, I like, uh, if I was betting in this film, I would be skint everything is like, oh, it's got to be him and then fuck I'm wrong <laughs> and it's, like, it's just a good sign of like the, the director's clever he, he, and that's it whenever Edgar Wright does a movie I'm always paying extra attention to it because genuinely there's always feel like 
it's more refined than what we usually get. He's he's more clever. It's steeped with like references or callbacks yeah. and just generally it's it's like a visual treat as well. He knows like kind of how it's to be shot and just the story in this one just fucking kept me on the edge of the seat. I just was not expecting like even like the reveals at the end, like the story behind the landlady and I wasn't expecting that. Like that just and it's just like ah, oh, so fucking clever. No, I was just gonna say the this the look at it, it reminded me of sort of like Dario Argento at times. Um, right. Films like Suspiria and stuff. It's like so, um, there's a the scene when she goes back where the guy she's kind of seen. Right. Aye. And it shows you the the sixties lassie getting killed. Yes. Killed. I'll say that. Aye. Um, it's a safe space, Gary. Don't uh, worry. <laughs> so it's just it's just the way it's shot. It's like the really strong colours and everything. Reminded me like that kind of deep red or Suspiria or mm-hmm. um, Argento stuff back then. Kind of just. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Edgar Wright, like well steeped in his like Dario Argento knowledge, and like imagine he's probably seen all the films as uh, well, and it's probably paying homage to him as well with moments like there's that great shot of when someone's getting stabbed and it cuts back up and it's on the girl's eyes. Ah, oh, it's the same scene, eh? Yeah. Aye. And it's just like, ah, oh. like the man knows how to do a fucking film and like, like an original film. It's, it's like his own fucking story he's come up with. Aye. It's not like a remake or something. It's, it's like one is like, not often that you get like an original story or an original fucking concept and it comes out and it's brilliant. It's the same like with fucking Baby Driver and like, just... Yeah, I'm going to get carried away talking about him now. Mike, you've seen the film as well, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like bits of it. Like, there was bits I liked it and there was bits I didn't like it. And uh, so I'm kind of like cut down the middle. Right. And I, like, I mean, if I probably will watch it again when it comes either streaming or getting out. It's, it's released now, isn't it? Like, you could, um, I feel like I see HMV advertising it a lot. It's the out at the end of the month. Uh, but I mean, like, like, I was quite sold on like the first trailer for it because obviously I did get right and I'm like I fucking loved Baby Driver and I fucking love it film and I was like can I do like a wee like murder mystery sort of thing mm-hmm. and, I, and I think I was kind of just expecting a bit more I reckon why like I mean like obviously what's the fucking old guy Terence Stamp uh, like, I thought he was really good and I, and I, th- I thought the the twist on that was was really well done because like, again yeah. you were like planting like red hair and sort of thing you think that's who Matt Smith is and like, you think that's his character or not you think that's just going to it's going to go doing that route of being like predictable by the end it's no yeah so I mean there is like good bits and like can, there is bits I just again I wasn't like completely sold on it and that mm-hmm. but then no. I, I might change I might change on a second watch I get like that all the time. There's loads of films. <laughs> it's got Mrs. Doyle in it. Aye. The Father Ted behind the bar. <laughs> like, somebody would have chucked a fucking cup of hot chocolate at me because I was in the cinema going, oh, thing we. <laughs> I'm going to take, take a cup of hot chocolate with to every, every cinema going experience. You know? I mean, like, if, if I, I mean, I probably will watch it again and see if I liked it better because... Mm. That happens like you know, if you if you're not too sharing a film, and or if you can't remember much of it, like you know, if if we watched, so like also like 
like I rewatched a film last night that I'm going to be talking about later on, and I only watched it like back in like last February, mm-hmm. so I can't really remember much of it. So I had to like rewatch it last night, and there was so much that I forgot. Yeah. And it made it maybe maybe just enjoyable or maybe, or maybe a bit more. So maybe because I'm can, I can what's happening. Maybe I'll pick up a bit more. And I I'll find that a lot with films like and once a lot of films I've been disappointed with, but once I watch it again. And I can accept all the, the flaws and stuff. Aye, like that, yeah. aye, I didn't <clears> mind it so much. <throat> uh, I've been like that with loads of films. There's sometimes where you could just like, right, I don't need to think about the story because I know the twists and turns that are coming. And you start picking up on other details or like clues leading to it. And like, I've not got an example that would make this sound really clever, but it's like, oh man, what if it was like, there's a, a note and then there's this and that. And it's like, you didn't pick it up the first time because maybe you're taking your kid to the toilet. <laughs> Like, I never knew Aunt May died at Spider-Man because I turned my kid for a piss. And they come back and Margaret's waving me over and going, she's died. Like, ah, so that's why the police are shooting Spider-Man. <laughs> but as Edgar Wright films are clever, they, there will be all these wee clues, these wee just moments that you probably didn't notice your first time because you're just paying attention to the story. And now, like, you know the twist and turn. Yeah. And then you start seeing all the signs. in the background and all that. Exactly. And... Is like there's that moment where at the start where you get to see the well on the first night where the girl goes to the club in the 60s and she meets like a doorman and it's got the mirror image of Anna Taylor Joy and the doorman there and it just comes up saying, Aye, that's like the, the twin brothers for Harry Potter, like the Weasley brothers, just because they're identical twins, so you could do the mirror image trick yeah. perfectly because they look the fucking same and just like ah. So fucking clever. (laughs) This is why I need to do podcasts because I kind of expel all this facts onto just my co worker. (laughs) Just like they're going to stop coming to work. Sure, all these working for home, but I'm showing up at the door just saying, Can I tell you about last night in Soho? (laughs) I'm saying, I'll fucking like Ian at work, but Ian's not seen a lot of shit this year. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, I want to fucking talk to you about this because this is the fucking shit you want to talk about. I was like, go and see the fucking film. You'd show up with films, here's your homework. I'm not going to talk to you until you watch them. Until then, you're dead to me. Because he made the mistake of fucking like, no going to see Spider-Man. And then like, middle of, like on the Thursday, he texts me, he's like, well, that's it being spoiled. And I was like, mate, why do you go on social media? Mm -hmm. And I like, just fucking mute everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it, like, with giant fucking blockbuster films, you do kind of have to get in in the first couple of days. Yeah. Well, it just depends how much you're invested in it. Like, if you're invested in MCU, like, you kind of have to say no yeah. the weekend or you open yourself up to it. Yeah. It's, it's like me and fucking wrestling. Like, I can't stay up to one o'clock in the morning. I'm old. I can't sit up for four hours watching pay-per-views. <laughs> it's easier just to delete Facebook, Instagram, fucking... Yeah. I thought I deleted them all and I went on Snapchat once and said, ah, WWE have a Snapchat account. Yeah, bastards. Why is the last frame the world champion? It was the same like on like when you go, when you boot up YouTube and at the first, it's like recommended videos and it's giving you fucking spoilers for like films left and right. And it's like, why, why the fuck are they doing that? Like I was saying like, I'd happily go back to like having like the internet. Again, like, like, tra- like trailers ruin too much nowadays. Like, I'm still fucking pissed at the Terminator Genesis trailer. Because they ruined the twist with John Connor and I the fucking. I, I mind I was, I was exactly the same. I was like, what the fuck? So that's why I try and avoid as much. I'll, I'll watch the teaser trailer and maybe that's it. 
and then I'll try as fucking hard as I can not to fucking watch any more. Because mm-hmm. I want to try and go in as fresh as I can so I can actually have a better, better experience. I didn't get why they fucking do that with trailers. Like. I know. But it's all, it's all part of marketing, though, eh? Like, can, do you think a film's going to be, like, you know, not that good or whatever? They'll show you the best bits. And they'll show you bits that will go you into going and see it. And then you're like, well, can I've seen... Can I've seen that bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, I do I always remember that Terminator Genesis one. Because like, uh, yeah, I was just like, fucking, what the oh, fuck? I was fucking fuming at that. And it doesn't, I think it happens to, like, over halfway through the film. Uh, and it's like, well, I already kidding what's going to happen. Uh, Fucking, oh, honestly. I hate when the day that, like, builds uh, up to someone. Like, oh, you thinking this is going to happen? I do. See that in the trailer. Uh, you fucking dicks. I know, it's a fucking pain in the arse. Eh? Ah, that's, that's my four films from uh, 2021. Thank you very much. Okay, Mike, your turn. Alright, uh, so I'll, I'll go with the one I watched last night since it's me fresh. First one I picked for my for in my top ten or whatever the year was um, Judas and the Black Messiah, and I mean I love all that type of film, kind like the mm-hmm. fucking uh, like the racial disputes of the sixties, seventies, and that like in like let's say Mississippi Burning, mm-hmm. and that, like I think the was a documentary. It's like early ninety two, aye, and it's David Rodney King shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's fucking mind blowing the shit. Mm-hmm. That goes on during that. But uh, this one's obviously about uh, the Black Panther uh, organization in Illinois, and Daniel Kaluuya is the chairman, uh, Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. And it's all about him, and uh, Lucky Stanfield plays uh, an FBI informant. Yes, I. And he's infiltrating the Black Panthers because mm-hmm. a very dubious looking Martin Sheen's playing uh, Jagger Hoover, who's the director of the FBI at the time. Right. And they try to bring down the Black Panthers because they see it as a form of terrorism. And it's just, honestly, it's so fucking, so compelling. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking heartbreaking. And, and it's just, honestly, like, such a really good watch. Uh, I've, I've seen it once, I think, when it, it was either leading up to the Oscars or when it was streaming. But, like, I, initially I went into it because I quite enjoy, like, Lakeith Stanfield in movies. Yeah. But Daniel Kaluuya was great in it. Aye. Uh, like, you and he guess that's the guy for Get Out where yeah. it's just like the role he plays in this one he's just he's in loads like I've like been watching shit like the past year and like I never knew he was in Kick-Ass 2 ah. I noticed that when I was in uh, Kick-Ass 2 on, um, on Sky or something a few weeks back Kick-Ass 2 was on I was like oh he was a wee shitty villain eh aye um, can't remember his name uh, he's got quite a racist name I think <laughs> I'm sure uh, Chris Chris um, is it Chris D'Amico who's a motherfucker he's him. <laughs> quite a racist name because I think I um, even get said like, that's pretty racist like, <laughs> I'm nearly good at his name actually I'm dying to know what his name is it's oh, what the fuck is it uh, it's like it's, it's, it's something like Black Destroyer or something like that it's just <laughs> fucking something like that but oh, I, he's, he's actually in quite a lot of shit that mm-hmm. I hadn't noticed before or before uh, he got big can um, uh, but I didn't notice him in that fuck I wish I could mind his name Black Death. Black Death. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like a like full like fucking mask on and suit and all that and it's but again like in that's like wee roles like that, but then I but he is like really good in this. And he he won a f- it was mostly him that won the awards because this year was that it? was a really fucking good me and you talked about that when we done the, oh, the awards podcast because 
he is the main character of the film, but he got put through as a best supporting actor along with Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, so aye, having your two mains put in the supporting actor category was... Aye. It's like, right, uh, you don't know that that level yet. It's like, but we are. And it's like, nah, this one's a bit foo. We've but got was, too many big names here. Did he no get a fucking... But he won, did, did he no win the BAFTA for Best Actor? For the same role? I, I can't mind. I can't mind, but he's... Yeah, it was, it's been some strange like, fuckery with the awards where it's just uh, like, right, we'll just kind of cast you off to the sides. And yeah, what was it? I think it was Anthony Hopkins got it. Aye. Uh, like last year and it was a deserved award because that film fucking broke me but still like make room for everybody else it's not like right I we're for you cunts just take the other bus aye mm. that's what it's like it's, aye that's the thing because the two of them have almost the same amount of like, screen time yeah and it's hard to actually see if because I, I, I was watching it last night I was like can is Lakeith really a supporting actor because he's in it just as much and he mm. plays just as much as a vital role and as fucking Diamond Kaluuya does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got fucking Jesse Plemons as like the oh, FBI guy that uh, Lakeith Stanfield has to report to. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just see like, like there's that wee sleaziness to it. And it, can, it does go back and it's kind of irrelevant today with like fucking like, police brutality, brutality yeah. and stuff like that. And it's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the, the film reminded me a wee bit of The Irishman. Right. Like the last, like the last 45, 45 minutes of the Irishman, because like when Robert De Niro has to, he's been ordered by fucking thing to kill Tommy Alp- Hoffa. Aye. And he, once he does it, he's got that kind of, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's... Guilt or... Aye, it's like guilt and he's obviously like torn between the two sides. Like oh yeah, aye, because he's gotten to know these people aye. and see them as real human beings <laughs> and not just these political yeah. figures and now... And when, when obviously they get the order to like kill like Fred Hampton, you kind of see him like the last like half an hour like he doesn't want to do it but he kind of has to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise he's going to jail himself sort of thing. Aye. And it's just, it's just such a good fucking film. Like it always reminds me of fucking uh, Black Klansman. Right, well, aye, that's it. I was never really well steeped in, like, all this... That's not controversial, but it's, like, this history in America until uh, I'd seen, like, Black Klansmen and they showed you all that footage for the end and I'm just like... Uh, it's quite somber, eh? Aye, like, it makes you fucking ill watching it. I was like, saying that, all that footage is for, like, 2015 and it's still fucking happening. Uh, but it did, that made me fall down, like, the rabbit hole with, like, Spike Lee films and obviously that... that subject comes up a lot in his films yeah like, like same way that other film that came out a year ago uh, Detroit yeah and I, like, I fucking love that film I haven't I seen it love but that film Detroit Riots it's such a hard fucking subject matter mm-hmm. and I bet it's still really compelling and really good to watch yeah and that's I kind of had that like Judas and Black Messiah had the cross pollination with that Trial of the Chicago 7 because they had because, their own yeah like is it Frank Hampton Fred. Uh, Fred Hampton. Aye, they had him in that fucking movie too. And they had um, Bobby Seale, he was like one of the other members of it, so like, mm-hmm. they were show- there's bits of fun where they show you like, portraits of like, the trial that's going on, mm-hmm. that's in Trial of Chicago 7, that's going on the same time as what this is. Yeah. And it's quite, I, I reckon if you watch them back to back, it'd be a quite a good like, experience. Aye. Aye, getting to see kind of two sides of the same event as it happened in yeah. the world. Have you seen it, Gary? 
Not, no, yeah, it's no. one of the ones on my list. Yeah, I, I do what I watch it. Um, the issue I've got the news is that usually Melody wants to watch a film with me, and I'm like, he's not going to like this. So I hate finding stuff that he wants to watch. Uh, but it is definitely one I want to see. Like, I mean, it's like, it's no like action heavy that's made like can like tell like a story and stuff yeah. like that. So it is, depends if, if you're, I'm assuming the kids probably not into that. Nah, nah. <laughs> Here's a history lesson, son. Uh, <laughs> he'll just fuck off somewhere else. But uh, so I hate to find kind of pick pick my moments when I can try and watch films like that. Aye. Aye. Well, you could just pick. Aye, black. It's a bit uh, Black Panther, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's about the Black Panther. Well, Dan Cole was in Black Panther. There you go. There's a selling Aye. point for you. Aye. <laughs> like he was in Black Panther. He plays a Black Panther. When's the challenge showing up? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely one that's worth worth watching, like. Yeah. And like, well, like when I we rewatched it last night, like, it was bits of it that I forgot. And again, it gives you at the end, it gives you that fucking like somber, like actual like video files of like actual oh, stuff that happened. Yeah. And the video shows the real uh, William O'Neill mm-hmm. during this uh, documentary. And then they fall out that like fucking never and it happened and they tell you that fucking like after the interview like on that night you fucking like killed yourself. Uh, and, uh, sure. and it's like, and it's mad the fact that like like the like because they say that uh, like Fred Hampton was like twenty one when he was like when he was killed, mm. and uh, and like can it's mad that that fucking shit still goes on nowadays. Yeah. And like even like back in the days that was fucking mental, what all went on. I think when it does when they do that in films and they show you like real footage and stuff it does m- definitely make it um, more real if you know what I mean yeah. kind of like well this uh, did actually fucking happen and I, I, I agree like the fact that shit like that still happens in this day and age is insane mm. that's fucking mad like absolutely mad that's definitely one that's worth worth checking out like I will stick that on my list again I used to forget about shit like honestly I've seen my Netflix my list is just ridiculous. Oh, um, we're the same fucking we're always like texting each other saying all like in like our list is this high and this high, but then it's like there you go, there's a film there that I've seen twenty thousand times, I'll set that on because, Aye, because totally. I come in from work at night and I'm like, Oh I've nothing to watch. <sighs> just put a TV on in the background. Then the next day I'm like, Oh I've got a fucking hundred films or T V shows I could have fucking watched. Mm. I was the same, but I hated mine and watch that because I'd want to see it. I've actually changed my list. It was uh I actually wrote down one and I was like, Ken, I was like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's fine because it's not going to guarantee it's not going to be in your list. Even my cat's offended. Look, he's not even opening his eyes to you. <laughs> he's fucking fine. <laughs> um, one of the ones Matrix that was... Revolutions. Sorry, no wrong one. No, Free Guy was better than Matrix Revolutions. Wait, uh, Resurrections. Resurrections. Aye. No, no, I'm talking about the third one in the trilogy. It, it still slaps. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> nah. Nah. Uh, I think definitely one of fucking last year the biggest surprise was uh, James Wan's Malignant oh yeah uh, aye I, fucking, I love that film like you like you can me I like a wild film I like a film that fucking goes boss to the wall aye and it's just daft and stuff like can you didn't think it's gonna happen I, I thought you were gonna bring up that, that car fucking movie what Titan or the fucking that else? French film yeah yeah that's definitely something that I've never seen happen in a film and I and I, th- I thought the first half hour of that was really really good if the rest of the film followed that then maybe 
but it kind of dipped, and I was just like, eh. Did Did you hear about that one, Gary? No. No, it's some French film, and the poster is like a chick with behind a chick. Listen to me, a woman <laughs> with the <laughs> with <laughs> her head shaved, and it's like she almost has like an orifice and above her ear. It's a scar. It's a scar. Yeah. And the only takeaway that Obdi seems to say is that she has sex with a car. Huh. Yeah, okay. it's um, the woman that, or the person that directed that done that Raw a few years ago. Uh, right. And Raw, uh, I watched Raw like fucking last year at some point and it was it was horrible, like nasty fucking like, I mean, like I, I tried to get you to watch Possessor last year and you've still not watched it yet. No. Nope. Uh, I've seen the cover, I've seen enough. Like, <laughs> It looks like the guy, the boy at the fucking end of Robocop, his face is melting <laughs> off. I considered putting Possessor on my list, but I couldn't mind that it came out last year, the year before. Um, and I kind of thought, right, my list is alright, but Possessor definitely nearly went on my list. Like, ah, it's fucking, it's nutty, like. But that, Malignant's fucking nuts. Ah, Malignant's fucking class, like. That like, also reminded me of a lot of Italian horror films from like the 70s and aye, 80s. Aye, with the, the colour scheme and all that. And the yeah. black gloves and everything and fucking, I, I thought it was fucking... Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like, I remember like, when the first trailer come out, you kind of, it puts you in like a false sense of thinking that it's going to be like a, a haunted house. Aye. Sort of thing, or like in like, like a paranormal thing, and then it, it completely isn't it. It's just fucking, honestly, like, oh, like the last 30 minutes is just fucking mental. Because like, I text you, and I, and I was like, you need to watch this. Uh, and like, I didn't like people that say that they, that they called that a twist are like not a chance you would have fucking called that a twist. No, ten minutes no. like ten minutes beforehand, not a fucking chance. Seems to be us. You know, a lot of fucking like horror groups and that. Seem to either like really love it or really hate it. I mean, the acting's a wee bit. I think that adds to it. I think that adds to the sort aye, of because, feel it's gone for. Can, aye. Um, but I, I, I just think that again, it's just a fun mental film. Aye. I think if you take it too seriously, it's going to be like. But and I mean, it, it well and truly fucking earns its eighteen rating, like because that's fucking messy, like. No, you know well, but there's a bit near the end in the jail cell, which is fucking aye. amazing. The fucking Zoe Bell with a total mullet. Fucking, uh, it's good, like. Like, what was it? Somebody fucking somebody tried to say that if you could describe it as like a type of film, it's like kind of like it's got like a matrix kind of feel to the last half hour and. Because the way it was obviously filmed in it. Aye. But like the fact that like a lot of it's like practical stuff as well as fucking uh, and adds to it. And like cause I, I think I, I rewatched it last week because I was like, so I need to fucking rewatch this again. And again, like you, the twist is just fucking mind blown. You watched it. What did you think? Ah, it was one of those ones where it's like. By the end of it, it's like, this film's got a fucking set of balls on it. Like, just to come up with this concept, because you're watching it, and obviously you kind of see what's going on with, like, this mysterious black figure killing people, and it's it's like The Ring, where it's like everything's in reverse. It's like, there's like thinking, what's the camera trick they're doing? Oh, when and the room switches. And But even just the movement of, it's, it's not really a creature, it's this black figure. But it's just when, like, it's in the jail cell, I think that's when, like, the penny drops. Double jointed. And you're just like, oh. And I kind of looked at Margaret and she's like, I think I can. And I was like, aye. Because the film starts with the most, like, a fucking wee alien being cut out of something. It's like, aye, and then a completely different film starts after that 
opening sight on you like forget about it and then it cuts back it's like oh it's a bit of the star with the, the thing the cat ah 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 when she cracked her head and you're just like quickly it all comes together at once and your mind blew it up and you're just like this film's mental kind of reminds you of fucking Total Recall with the guy with the fucking stomach and that <laughs> alien kind of thing. yeah I for just uh, tucked there but the fucking bones snap him and all that it's just oh Aye. like and as it, what's director James Wan? Aye. Like he, he's he's been around. He's done loads of stuff. Yeah. And you think, surely the boys out of ideas, and he comes with, with, with something like this, and you're like, fucking hell, Jesus! Like he still could just like shock an audience. Aye. And it's one of those films where like even the posters like a clever hint where it's like the face, but it's the silhouette of like another face, and it's just like one of these films that. It's like the one that everyone agrees to kind of keep it a secret. Just like, uh, yeah, just watch it, Denny. Just uh, I'm not going to tell you about it, but it's a horror film, and you know, like, you'll like you'll be a different person once you've seen it. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it has kind of got that like that campy like early fucking nineties like feel to it as well with the fucking and just the acting's just a wee bit thing. But then again, like we're uh, going to say, it kind of adds to it a wee bit. Yeah, because it's daft. It, like it's. I'm wondering if it's going to take itself too seriously or no, but then again... No, I think with the, the lens that they got away with, like, uh, it was all intentional, but it's just one of those ones where, like, no one buying the ticket that day going to the cinema knew what they were stepping yeah. into. No, no, and no. just coming out going, oh, shit. And that's it. It just started this word of mouth. Just saying, I right. And everyone started talking. It's like, man, I, like, James Wan... Like malignant is it, man? It's, it's gotta be another haunted house movie. You kind of like, oh, I could see this coming, and then you're just fucking different film altogether. And I that that is in my top ten. I mean, that even ranks higher than like Halloween Kills for just like horror film. If I had to pick one horror film ah, this year, yeah. I'd be like, Obdi should see this one. Like, I'm making my mum and dad watch this. I can't wait to hear her reaction. <laughs> I could imagine your mum's reaction. Like, my mum fucking screamed at that John Cena firefighter movie. Oh, no. Like the fucking the Nickelodeon kids movie, like uh. playing with fire. She screamed twice watching that, and I'm just like. And then she comes, oh, I watch scary films. Like how? Like do you live at the bottom of the hell? I could hear screaming. <laughs> like what are you watching now? Be interesting to see what your what your dad thinks about it because your dad is usually quite. Oh, he likes blood. He likes to <laughs> like just fucking wind her up and just put in the most twist that she like he's like oh fuck I loved Hateful Eight and he was like <laughs> just and said oh I this bit when they shot that and he's like she's seen her face <laughs> like and then he watches films like Atomic Blonde and he's like what did you think Atomic Shite <laughs> I liked Atomic Blonde <laughs> like alright dad <laughs> I think it was really fucking <laughs> like I just that's it it gets he, he, he hated uh, Don't Look Up he's like ah it was really good then like Leonardo like Cheated on his wife, fucking hated it from then on. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it not? I couldn't believe it after that. Is it like, <sighs> comets coming to air? <laughs> is it not? As soon as he cheated on his wife, fuck it, that was it. That film ended in my book. <laughs> I bet it was Louise that told him to turn Did he get ideas? <laughs> but, oh, fuck. But yes, Malignant I is an excellent choice. Me. Tune in next week for the second half of our films of 2021. You'll hear the rest of Mike's choices, my choices, and what three films were the worst films of 2021. 
Cheers.